1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic drop points for the first time this season With Lennon and Heckingbottom both unimpressed by the referee Rangers moved to within a point at the top after sweeping Aberdeen aside And Motherwell are up to third following a narrow win against bottom of the table St Johnston I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans My fear is bad decisions from referees will affect Celtic and Rangers and unfairly influence the outcome of this title race but it is lazy thinking to think that Kevin Clancy cost Celtic two points against Hibs on Saturday the referee was atrocious but Celtic fell beneath their own very high standards and the two points they dropped gave Rangers an extra shot of adrenaline against a depleted and demoralised Aberdeen Not that Steven Gerrard's side Needed any extra stimulation Now One point and one goal Separates the two of them Stand by your bed Alec Yeah I thought it was a brilliant weekend Hugh Rangers obviously romped To a win against Aberdeen Celtic held 1-1 Denied two stonewall penalties Aki's picked up a massive three points for me And Thistle Winning on the first game under Ian McCall Plenty to discuss tonight Plenty to discuss and only one place to start Because it's Monday night This is where you have to make the big calls Give me your result of the weekend Hugh Evans. For me Inverness Kelly Thistle 1 Partick Thistle 3 Coming off the back of a 5 goal Caning from Celtic in the Betfred Cup Well done Ian McCall In his first league game in charge Of the Mighty Jags Alex Ray Result of the weekend For me it was Rangers Gordon just because of The magnitude of picking up Three points Having seen Celtic lose Two earlier on Goal of the weekend Hugh Keevans For me Jermaine Defoe The fifth goal Against Aberdeen That for me was An expert craftsman At his work A veteran goal scorer Showing why He has so many goals To his name you clearly haven't seen uh, Adam Brown's uh, pile driver for Alloa here. Oh, sorry. See, this, this is what I love about this programme. It's not just the obvious ones, it's not as easy as oh. sitting watching sports scene on a Sunday night. These guys do their research, <laughs> they dig a bit deeper, they want right. to find truly the goal of the weekend. Alex Ray goes for Adam Brown of Alloa and your howler of the weekend. Just a reminder this can be a sitter, yep. a goalkeeping mistake, a refereeing error, a managerial miscalculation. It can yep. be anything. It's up to you. What's your howler of the weekend? The teams involved are unimportant. The principle is the most important thing for me. Kevin Clancy's refereeing performance at Easter Road, I think, fell beneath the standard that managers are entitled to expect at the highest level. This is our flagship competition, the title race in the Premiership, and I think his performance, never mind the the two penalties, he could have sent off and should have sent off Olivier and Sham, and he got everything wrong. I thought he and his match officials Mm. were abysmal. Alex Ray, your howler of the weekend, please. Well, listen, I wanted to cut the, the referees a bit of slack. I take Hugh's point on board. I will go with Defante Cole. His old man would have been cringing when he's seen that miss. He got it so badly wrong, Gordon. Uh, anyway, he made up for for uh, later on in the game, got the winner. Did you ever miss one as bad as that? 
Not a chance <laughs> I thought you might say that Are you kidding? Oh, oh come on Levels, levels 01419511025 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight So let's hear from you And if you would rather tweet You can find us at ClydeSSB Let's get stuck right in Neil Lennon says they should have had two penalties In the second half of the draw against Hibs on Saturday He also says he'll need to have a word with Olivier and Cham And believes his lash out at Josh Vela was uncharacteristic Your linesman's right there 15 yards away Daryl Horgan's taking out Bowers, he's going to cross it. Stevenson's taking out Ryan Christie's, he's going to cross it. There are two penalties, at least give us one, because we, we deserve that. We've earned the right, the, the penalty. And the, the linesman's 10, 15 yards away, he's got a great view of it. We're 40 yards away and we still have a great view of it. And you know when a foul's a foul. Were you worried you were maybe the night of 10 men? Is that why you took it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you, we know you can't lift your hands. You know, there's a Bit of a kerfuffle. I think common sense prevailed, but we'll have to speak to you know have a quiet word with Wally about that. It's not like him to be fair, so he's probably very incensed about something. So we calmed him down at half time, and then we just needed a bit more injection of pace. And you know, as the game went on, that's what Hayes brought, and obviously Sinclair and the physicality of Bio as well. Just a couple of players today who've been absolutely brilliant, just weren't at their best today, and that's fine. Stuart is first up tonight He's in Canvas Lang What's on your mind Stuart? Good evening guys Well you've just covered What I'm going to say I'm um, a Celtic fan But first and foremost The Sham should have walked The minute I seen him Lift his hands I thought it was a red card All day long um, The second point About the two penalties I mean come on You've got a lines with Two linesmen A referee And a fourth official You know As, as Lennon's Neil Lennon says Give us one of the penalties You know um, What's going to be done about it The referee in, in Scotland Sometimes is shocking I'm not taking it in the way for Hibs. I thought Hibs played very well. And if you play like every week, they'll not be long up the table. Um, and sure, you made a comment Saturday regards um, Edward that um, he didn't look interested. Uh-huh. What did you mean by that, Sure, I, 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 I meant he did look interested. He didn't look interested? Uh-huh. How can you say that, Sure? It was easy. You open know, mouth. Yeah, Listen, I, 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 Edward, Edward has games where... He looks lifeless And why was he taken off? Why was Bio brought on? Why did he take your £9 million centre forward off? Talking of an off day shoot He had an off day at the office I mean you have off days at yours And maybe the guy had an off day But I wouldn't say he didn't look interested shoot Well I listen I a wee bit over the top Well I give my opinion You Stuart have come on and get, given yours I don't think that he Looked entirely motivated and Neil Lennon clearly shared the view because he took him off before the but, end. But what's no? But what's the difference though? Neil Lennon might take him off because he's not playing to his usual level. I mean, you, you can sure there, there must be somewhere in the middle between having a bad game and not being interested. Is is that not a bit more of a a sort of personal criticism or a, or a question mark over a player's desire rather than just an acknowledgement that he isn't having a good game? Listen, you can call it what you like. He wasn't having a good game He didn't look interested uh, He was having a bad day Whatever If you take off If you take yeah, your he had a bad day Yeah, 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 he did Yeah, but if you yeah, take but the does look interested I don't think that's a fair comment, Shoot. Well, you may not think that uh, I am putting it out there uh, But the bottom line is For me Edward is an exceptional talent But did not show it on Saturday In keeping with others and that's why I say it's lazy thinking to suggest that the two penalties mm. cost Celtic the points. You have to examine other facets of Celtic's performance, including Edward, who had 
what from recollection one header at goal that went over the bar? I don't think there was one he was slipped through in the first half, was there not? A tight angle down the right and the, the keeper made the save. I can't remember who slid yeah, the ball. Was, uh, and uh, into I think put it down there, yeah. Um, anyway, angle, yeah. What about Stuart's initial point, Alex, was about the penalties. penalties now yeah. you two you two both agree in the yes. studio, you both think there were penalties, Neil Lennon thinks there were penalties. Stuart on the phone thinks there were penalties. So try and I don't know Try try and think Where Kevin Clancy I, I, May I, I, be coming from Talk us yeah. through The incidents And ha, what you having, saw Having seen the, the first penalty Again several times uh, In a rerun Last night on the TV I think Kevin Clancy's uh, Vision may well Have been a bit impaired Because it's on The blind side So but I don't think There's any Mitigating circumstances Where the linesman Can't see that He should be in a Great front. position absolutely, then Shouldn't he Absolutely Gordon He's looking right Along the line So between the two of them But I think Neil Lennon makes a really interesting point here And this might be sound a bit controversial He is literally 40 to 50 yards away Hugh uh-huh. Neil Lennon he's, Particularly for the first one His reaction, he's up and he's at it You know when there's been a foul committed You can see it, you can sense it and You go, clearly not right And he's charged up I don't think he was as vociferous in the second one He was almost like, come on But the first one in particular Was an absolute stonewall And between the two of them How they don't get no, the, the argument would be that the referee has to try and manoeuvre to see the position here yeah. so they can get a vantage point. But obviously, when players are running across the face, but so the linesman should have got that. I like, I like your favourite word, standards. Absolutely. And we, we apply them to players, yeah. but you have to apply them to match officials as well. This is the, the, the flagship competition. You have to have referees and assistants who are better than that because the big calls are not being delivered. And it will have an undue influence on this championship because one weekend it'll be Rangers. Somewhere down the line it will be Rangers and it will be Celtic again. And we are having match officials who are not showing themselves to be up to the standard sure, we've, been, we've actually been saying this for quite a while now. The whole of last season we stood here more or less every Monday night and we were questioning decisions mm. and were baffling at times. Oh. Uh, and I think that's the frustrating thing for most fans Now you'll get people coming on here saying there's conspiracies Which is a load of nonsense But it's the actual level of mm. officiating is not, not yeah. quite right well, There's a lot of other things to consider of course Let's not get, get too bogged yeah. down in that Because you always have to examine the, the football side of things as well Stuart, what, what about the performance? What did Celtic not do well? Played very well They were in Celtic's faces for the, for the word go And I thought it was defended very, very well I'm not taking it in a way for Hibs. I, I thought Hibs, as I say, if they, if they play like that, we're going to move along climbing the table. Um, and Celtic just had an off day at the office. It's as simple as that, you know? Yeah, but these two penalties could, could <laughs> as you said, at the end of the season, they two points could cost Celtic the league with sure. bad decisions, you know? Stuart, see in terms of the, the way that Celtic set up at the weekend, where, where do you stand in terms of uh, Christie coming off the left or the right-hand side? When I've seen him over the piece uh, this season, particular, where he's been playing number 10, that has been his, you know, he's been outstanding there, really. So when you put him out there, did that have an impact on the forward line? You could be right there. You could be right, because when he plays at 10, he's far superior there, I think. Yeah, that, that could be a valid point there, yeah. Alright, thank you very much That was Stuart and Canvas Lang Kicking us off tonight uh, Let's hear a bit from Paul Heckingbottom Shall we? Um, in fairness to Stuart In case you think these things are always um, Shrouded in, in team bias Stuart's a Celtic fan He came on, his opening comment Was Olivier and Cham should have been sent off Paul Heckingbottom says The club were let down by the fact that he wasn't And says that was the biggest injustice of the game Because of where Kevin Clancy was positioned I think Olivier and Cham should have been sent off as well 
Oh, come on. Yeah, three times for the three punches. That's the worst one, and that's the biggest injustice. Everyone's been let down here by that, everyone. All the supporters, all the players, everyone connected with the club. Listen, there's an incident, there's a couple of arms thrown. He can claim he didn't see it, fine, but he's actually stood in between the two players when the third one comes in on the end of his chin. So you tell me why he's not sent him off. Everyone can see it. Everyone. I'm up at the back of the stand on the top row, I can see it. I saw the first two as well. Everyone makes mistakes, everyone's entitled to bad games, you know, everyone has bad games, but there's something different about that. That, that weren't right, that. that. That's not right. Well, Insham should have gone off. Insham instigated the whole incident by barging into Vela to begin what Neil Lennon described as the kerfuffle. Vela, for me, gets an unfair yellow card because he's done nothing other than get pushed about by Olivier and Sham. But there aren't three punches. There's not a single punch at all. There's, a, there's a, an open hand into his face, which, in today's world, constitutes a red card. However, there were no punches. But Paul Heckenbottom is right. Olivier and Sham should have gone off and they, again back to standards. Why was a hips player booked? For what reason? Yeah, I said at the weekend, Gordon, uh, I could uh, have seen a red card due to the fact that uh, the, the change in the law in terms of it deemed more excessive and in the facial area. Uh, so I can actually understand what Paul Hecken built. If we start, again, it goes back to force. You know, it's not as if he's actually gave him a billion, yeah. as you like. The old Denison days, but, speak, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, for me, it's, uh, you know... Uh, it's a difficult one because if you if you're going to send Pillars off week after week for that, Hugh, you probably have no one but left. That, that's why I keep saying in today's world, Alec. You yeah. know, in your era, not a chance. However, he did lift his hands. Yeah. He did make contact with his face. There was not a punch, but the contact was enough for him to be sent off. In the other big game in this part of the world on Saturday afternoon, Rangers beat Aberdeen by five goals to nil. Craig, as a Rangers fan, what did you make of the performance? Hi guys, how you doing? Um, yeah, well, um, I've actually got a wee bit of make with the Celtic game as well, but I'll do that after if that's okay. Sure. Um, I thought Rangers were outstanding, you know. Um, on paper, I looked at that game, given the record we had against Aberdeen last season, you know, both cups, struggled to score against them um, at home last season. But I thought, you know, so I'm looking at that game and I'm thinking, well, that's a game that we could pretend, you know, particularly when I saw Celtic drawn as well gave us the opportunity to punish them for that and get back within a point. We failed to do that a few times last year, so I thought when we came out, um, you know, we were just fantastic. And to coin Gerard's phrase for last season, in that game yesterday, we were a class above them because to a man, there was only one team who looked like they actually wanted to win that game yesterday. Um, if I'm honest, Aberdeen... It was a very un-Aberdeen like performance, to be fair to them. But um, to get five goals, um, and to be clear as well, in case any Celtic fan or Aberdeen fan comes on here and talks about how Celtic should have two penalties and didn't, and Rangers did get two, there were stonewall penalties, to be absolutely clear. Morelos is cleaned out, and then the second penalty, the boys just made, you know, it's a very clumsy effort. At a challenge But it is a penalty No one um, abs- Absolutely no one Has contested that uh, they, they were two yeah. Straightforward penalty kicks uh, I said before the game Started on Saturday This would be a pale Imitation 
of what we understand to be that fantastic rivalry between Rangers and Aberdeen. It was going mm. to be a pay limitation because Derek McInnes right now has both hands tied behind his back, even losing Andrew Considine on the day of the match. Uh, and he was forced to play a side that was absolutely no match for a rampant Rangers. And yes, the two penalties were... Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard Who says they were dominant all over the pitch He's uh, along with Craig's assessment He believes there were many candidates for man of the match But did single out Stephen Davis for his performance Three important points Really strong performance I thought we were very dominant Created more chances So I'm very pleased A lot of positive to take from the games People have come in and took their opportunities I.e. Greg Stewart Gave me the chance and the luxury, obviously, later on in the game as well to get George on the pitch. I thought he'd done a good job in there. Yeah, I know he can do that role if, if I ask him to do it moving forward. So it gave me the opportunity to uh, do subs in a different way to then give people uh, some game time and, and, and some extra minutes. So, yeah, very uh, positive day for us today. I thought we were dominant all over the pitch and I'm sure there'll be a debate on over the, uh, uh, over the, the man of the match. But yeah, I don't think you've got an argument against Davo. He's in top form. His positional play is outstanding, his energy. I took him off just to offload him, really. I wanted to give him a rest against Livingston, but what happened to Joe Rebo? Uh, we had to bring him on in that game as well. So, Davo was in, in a fantastic place. Uh, he's in top form, and I'm just delighted he's here. Craig, was it Davo, or was it someone else for you in terms of man of the match? Oh, I, you know, I'll say I 100% agree with, with Stevie G there. I thought Davis was tremendous, and I think he's someone who, you know, when he first came back, it took him a while to get back up to speed. That, I think, partly to do his fitness because he hadn't played a lot for Southampton last season. But now that he has, you know, he's he's gone to another level. He's actually, for me, he's looking a lot like the Stephen Davis who Rangers first signed for film, you know. But he's a commanding presence for Rangers and he's actually, I think, the kind of presence in the, the centre of that midfield Rangers really needed last season. You know, somebody who can pick the ball up, grab it with the scruff of the neck, play those key passes because he does it constantly. You know, Rangers scored five against Aberdeen there, but I don't think anyone would disagree when I say it could have easily been six or seven, the way the the chances were created and the way it was played. Craig, so, I totally agree with you. I, I was uh, watching Rangers last year and getting frustrated at times with the midfielders about the lack of penetration in terms of the killer pass. And I think by uh, playing with Stephen Davis, Ryan Jack has now took his game to another level. He's driving forward. He's looking to probe. He's looking to do diagonals. I think as when you're a midfielder, you've got to have a lot of that. And Steve Davis has had that throughout his whole career. And I think it's rubbing off on everyone else because you're starting to see a lot more creativity coming through the park. And I think that's the reason why you're seeing the fives and so forth. Because last year, there was games where they were huffing and puffing to try and break uh, defences down. So there's... Two or three players that are driving for the middle of the park It obviously gives you that difference Craig, thank you very much for the call We do have to leave it there Because we're already late for the travel But fear not, we're going to be hearing again From Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is here Alex Ray is alongside him And we're looking back on as many of the big talking points from the weekend as possible And there were many Let's mm. be honest about it 01419511025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's see what's coming in on the, the Twitter sphere Colin Williams says Stephen Davis has been Gerrard's best signing I don't think there's a better midfielder in Scotland now on this form uh, Reagan says from a Celtic point of view it's been a great start to the season refereeing decisions didn't go our way uh, but I thought overall we played well enough to win the game credit to Hibs they made it a good contest at Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, let's hear from Neil Lennon again 
He has been looking back on, on that game of course He said they looked flat at times against Hibs And the end product let them down He was still happy with some aspects uh, of the performance um, But accepts they're not always going to blow teams away We dominated the game I thought you know, we looked a little bit flat in the final third on occasion The subs give us a real good sort of burst of energy For the last 20 minutes And we led Siege to Hibs' goal But our finishing let us down And we need to take the luck element out of it You know, Hibs got the luck with the goal But we need to... You know, we had a good reaction then after that and scored a great equaliser. Our finishing and just that little bit of snap in the final third, for some reason, just wasn't there today, but it was a good performance. You know, I'm not going to criticise the players. We made a tremendous start to the season, and while I'm not here to criticise referees, we should have had two clear-cut penalties. You know, look, we're not going to win every game. Um, we're not going to blow teams away every game. On paper, there's an expectation before the game, but... I don't expect to win. I believe we can and I want us to win. But there, there are things that went against us today a little bit, i.e. the goal. But you got like I say, you got to take the luck element away. The reaction was good and then we we, we really tried to force the issue second half and uh, it just wasn't to be today. There's maybe a sign that people who assumed it would be pretty much unbeaten for, for Rangers and Celtic until they meet each oh. other. Uh, is this... Is this Breathed a bit of life into the idea that there might actually be other twists and turns along the way Because particularly when you look at Hibs Who was giving them a chance before yeah. the game Given where they've been So The um, very first thing I said to you Gordon on Saturday At 12 o'clock I said that Hibs don't score with any kind of regularity And they tend to lose with some kind of monotony Therefore they're a potential banana skin And so it turned out to be It reminded me of the Brendan Rogers game at Easter Road Where uh, Hibs scored at the same end Round about the same time uh, And Celtic did not recover from the moment Now I know that Ryan Christie has equalised But James Forrest Who is Neil Lennon's go-to guy When he's in a bit of bother Uncharacteristically James Forrest didn't do very much And was taken off Edward, The £9 million striker Not a lot Taken off Olivier and Sham Scores Contender for goal of the season against Partick Thistle in the Betfred Cup from 35 yards But won't take a shot on at Easter Road Sinclair for me, Scott Sinclair come on and immediately looked interesting But he was on too late I'd have had him on 10 minutes before he got on the park So for a variety of reasons Celtic did not hit the heights It's a, a blip They had played 6, won 6 and had looked terrific But on Saturday... Knocked out of the stride And never recovered Alan is a Celtic fan From Motherwell What did you make of it Alan? I, I think it was a, a frustrating afternoon Gordon uh, Good evening guys uh, Hi, First time caller Be gentle <laughs> um, uh, I was just going to say That I think it was a, a mistake To upset the balance Of the team I think There was too much Focus to try and accommodate And charm mm. uh, And upset the balance With Obviously Christie moving From his natural position um, I don't think that quite worked I also think that McGregor needs a rest I think it was an ideal opportunity this week Against uh, Partick Thistle with all the changes He could have rested I think he, he does need a rest uh, And he's not going to get a rest against Cluj And again that's my concern for Thursday night Is the team selection and the tactics How um, how Neil Lennon's going to go um, I hope we go back to... Um, Playing Chris in his, his natural number 10 position. Uh, I would personally play Scott Sinclair out left uh, rather than Ilanusi, who I think needs games. I don't think he's match fit. 
I'd play Forrest down the right and then uh, and then Edward up front. So I'm hoping we revert back to that and I hope it's not just a case of trying to put uh, shoehorn players into positions and square pegs and round, round holes. We've always been down that uh, avenue before against Cluj with McGregor playing left back. I don't think Neil's going to make that mistake again. So I hope lessons have been learned and it's the right team for the job on Thursday night. So I'll just... Alan, I think you made a good point. I said to uh, Stuart, I think the first caller, the exact same thing. When I was looking at the setup, uh, Ryan Christie for me has probably been one of the standout players in Scotland. And when you put him either out in the, the right hand side at times, James Forrest goes over to the left. I think you're moving too many people about to accommodate in Sham. Uh, now, I take on board, I've been a champion of in Sham over the course of the, the time he's been in Scotland. I think he's a brilliant player. But, but you're moving too many players about. And I think it upsets the balance. I take your point about Elanusi. I don't think he's up to speed yet. I don't know where Sinclair would be in that in that break, bracket as well because he hasn't played a lot of games recently. So you're probably left with uh, Hayes or uh, maybe somebody like uh, Young Morgan. Um, so, But you have to get back to the original balance of the team mm. because I don't think James Forrest is as prolific on the left-hand side either, Gordon, because you look at uh, last year's player of the year. He scored so many goals this year. So I think if you move all of them about, Hugh, just oh. to accommodate, I, I don't think it quite works. Alan, I think you also mentioned the possibility of McGregor. resting Callum McGregor. Does that mean you could then play Olivier and Cham in his position? Because Neil Lennon, listening to him on Friday, he seems quite intent on, on trying to find a, a role for Olivier and Cham, given that when he's on his day, he's clearly Top a very four. talented footballer. Uh, absolutely. I think Cham can definitely slot in there. I mean, I think... Scott Brown's outstanding, but again, we need to manage the, the amount of games that Scott plays. I don't think he can play Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, especially the League Cup games and come up as well. Uh, there's just going to be an, ov- uh, an overload of fixtures, and it's trying to get, we've got this big, big squad, and we need to utilise it uh, accordingly. But I do think McGregor does, does need a rest. I would also say, just going back to what Alex said about Johnny Hayes, I, I think I was surprised that Hayes came on ahead of either Illinousi or Clear on Saturday, and I think we could have changed up. It was, uh, it seemed to be like kind of like for like changes. Uh, Edward going off, Bio going off. Maybe they maybe I went two up top or put Edward out left and Bio up front and changed it up a bit. I think they came up a little bit predictable uh, in our approach. And I think the balls were going out wide, they're coming in, and Hibs were getting away fairly easily. Um, and I, I do think we, we kind of played into. Uh, Hips his hands I, uh, I think, A little bit On, on I, Saturday I think in fairness To Johnny Hayes He he only did One thing wrong He Made a real contribution He was getting in Dangerous balls He was winning Lots of corners The only thing He did wrong He had a chance Slap bang In front of the goal And he put it over the bar With regard to Scott Brown Celtic will play Cluj on Thursday And then they'll go To Livingston on Sunday And then Scott Brown can have a two week rest Because everyone else goes to play For their country And he doesn't because he's retired from that So I think he has to stay in the team Because And I keep on saying this There's no Scott Brown Mark II at Celtic Park And the biggest job on Neil Lennon's hands Is to find The new Scott Brown When the time comes and he has to retire uh, the situation on the left hand side or To provide that width yeah. Alex is, is an interesting one Because Johnny Hayes Gets a lot of game time now or re- In rel- relative terms I mean Compared yeah, to some of the other guys um, And as Hugh says 
he didn't do anything wrong In fact he looked pretty good When he came on But I don't know Is it just because Johnny Hayes is An unfashionable option You know people think Well yeah. Sinclair's got the, the The CV He's got the trophy cabinet If you like El Yunusi's got the price tag Mikey Johnson's got the reputation Has been yeah. up and coming And my perception And I could be wrong My perception is that Celtic fans see Johnny Hayes As being further down The pecking order than than Neil Lennon does I, I, I think the perception Is absolutely spot on However the main man That, that matters at Parkhead Is uh, Neil Lennon He sees him Ahead of these guys Because he continuously Puts him on In front of guys uh, I think if everybody Was fit and up to speed I'm not sure that he would Actually be As far up the pecking order But the, the problem they have is Elinus is not uh, fit mm. uh, and But then, but then he, he was fit enough To play in, on, on his to make his debut and then start away in Europe. So yeah. how has has he regressed in yeah, fitness? But, but, or well, what I'm saying is, Gordon, what did he get? Sixty minutes or so in his first game. Sixty minutes. Yeah, in, but t- he's then gone from sixty to none. Yeah, but the, obviously they're trying again to get him up to speed out with that. Do you know what I'd say to you? We've concentrated middle to front. What about defence? This is a team, Cluj, who on their last visit to Celtic mm. Park scored four times. You know, so I, I think Celtic have to be bang at it at the back. Alan and Mullerwell, thank you very much That was your first call, you said Clearly very painless experience So give us a call back sometime uh, Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard again He says he's sure that Celtic dropping points earlier in the day Gave his players a lift um, It's not something they focused on, he says And he believes that Greg Stewart deserved his start After impressing in training I think today was all about us doing our job um, We had a tough game here against uh, Aberdeen to, to face this morning Um we know they've got injuries and we know they went to extra time so we really wanted to use that to our benefit by playing at a speed and an intensity and a tempo and uh, keep asking a lot of questions and the players have carried that out fantastically well. Um, we can't control what happens at other stadiums. I'm sure it gave the players a lift, I'm sure it did but um, sometimes that can bring a little bit of complacency in and um, you can take your eye off the ball here so I'm very pleased that the players didn't really focus on what was happening elsewhere and they just got the job done here I think it's important to, for people to know that it was nothing to do with sentiment why he started today his training performances have been outstanding the quality he's shown I think he's fitter now than when he arrived I think he's in better shape and um, he knows how we play now in, in and out of possession he knows what's asked of him he knows the demands so he deserved his opportunity today and he's took it and he's given me something to think about Robert's a Rangers fan from Guruk on the line. What did you make of Greg Stewart's performance, Robert? Were you surprised to see him in the team? No, I wasn't surprised and I was very impressed. Uh, I thought he'd have been in a few games earlier because uh, our field has been a wee bit flat and I thought he needed a rest. I was quite pleased to see the boy come in and he, and he did very well, in my opinion. Yeah, Alex, I don't think many yeah. people called that as a... A potent- and obviously Rangers options in that area Have been reduced slightly Because we've got the yeah. injuries to the likes of um, Barker Kent, and yeah. Kent and Jones um, But e- e- even at that I don't think many people envisaged An Aberdeen game, you know, it's one of the big games You, you don't expect Greg Stewart to make his first league start On an occasion like that I have to say, when I, mean, I seen the team at the weekend Gordon, I was a little bit surprised However, having seen them play uh, And see how his contribution He could easily had three goals I think in general He's got good ability, he's got good balance, he's got an eye for goal. Um, and, and that is him really introduced now to the Rangers following, particularly at 50,000 folk. So it gives him an opportunity to then kick on and try and keep that spot because that'll be the objective now for that, for, for, for Stuart. And, uh, you know, uh, he can build on that. But, you know, he's got a big competition when all these other guys come back. Yeah, the, the fascinating thing for me is the way this league is beginning to shape up Gordon. You know, Stephen Gerrard talking there about the boost 
that they received from knowing that Celtic had dropped two points. That's because this only concerns Celtic and Rangers. Look at the big teams in our country. Aberdeen are now... Eight points behind the leaders. Eight points behind Celtic. Hearts are 13 points behind. Hibs are 14 points behind. This doesn't concern anybody but Celtic and Rangers and therefore when we get to Sunday after the Europa League is over it's what Celtic do against Livingston that is of vital importance. If they drop anything at Livingston it's jamboree time for Rangers because they've got Hamilton at Ibrox. Robert Jones come back in. Yes, because that was not the point I phoned up about. All right, on you go. Uh, <laughs> I phoned up uh, two points actually. One was concerning the performance of the referee on Saturday. I phoned up on Saturday, but I never made the cut. That's fine. That's the way it works. And the other one is about the the injury problems that Aberdeen had. To start with the second one first. Rangers were playing without their second most costly player and Arebo who has been an absolute star so injuries are injuries a few years back Rangers applied to have a game cancelled because I think it was 13 players off ill and they were refused and the general consensus to everybody in the studio at the time was that's life it's a squad game just got on with it uh, I just don't understand why it's not just a squad game going with it when it's somebody playing against Rangers. Well, to be, to be fair, uh, you're talking about Rangers having a strength and depth now that they haven't had for years and uh, a level of budget that Aberdeen can't begin to look at. And Aberdeen have lost prominent players, Considine, McKenna, Ojo, uh, you know they really Craig Bryson were, as well yeah, yeah Craig Bryson they, they were a young side and they were taken to school on Saturday now that's fine but it is the case that Celtic and Rangers have depth of strength that the rest can't even look at what was your point Robert about the referee well I, I phoned in on Saturday I said the, the referee and I hate complaining about referees when we draw or get beat, so I was quite happy when we were invited to phone in about the referee on Saturday. His performance in the first 14 minutes, there was four clear fouls where Rangers players had two two hands put in their back and they were pushed to the ground, and the ref just waved play on. Now, that's that's an opinion. You can accept that. But the second penalty, Greg Stewart is three yards from the goal, about to get a shot hopefully on target from that length and he's pulled down from behind not only was there no red card there was no yellow card it was a ludicrous decision well, are you talking about, are you talking about the, the penalty you mean the one yes. the Rangers were given yes. yeah, well, that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be a card anymore because the, the rules have changed slightly so that now if there's a genuine attempt to play the ball and you deny a goal scoring opportunity that used to be a red it's now a yellow so the it's skilled back again if you like What used to be yeah. a yellow in the box Would now not be so And in fairness to Bobby Madden The point that we're trying to make here At this level You've got to get the big calls right The match altering decisions And you get two penalties spot on And Kevin Clancy in Edinburgh Got two bang wrong Robert thank you very much for your call Derek McInnes has been getting a bit of flack From the Aberdeen fans After that uh, heavy defeat 
did have injuries Did go to extra time And penalties during the week Of course we'll hear from him next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on the phones And we're on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Stephen is on Says I don't think Neil Lennon Is accommodating in Cham I think he's accommodating Brown and McGregor It should be one And not both That's the view uh, Of Stephen on Twitter And never let it be said Hugh Keevans That yeah. you guys Are the harshest critics Because Scotty's on Twitter Who says Johnny Hayes wouldn't get a game For Clyde Bank I can't think why He's ahead of everyone Well I think that's unfair uh, On Clyde Bank Or Johnny Hayes Johnny Hayes for sure I remember Fraser Worship Playing for Clyde Bank we were plumbing the depths then, let me tell you. Uh, now, Johnny Hayes is an honest pro. I think your point was the most pertinent one, Gordon. Because Johnny Hayes doesn't look like a superstar, and Scott Sinclair does, uh, that doesn't mean to say that Johnny Hayes can't make a contribution. And before anyone shouts and balls, I have also said that I thought that Scott Sinclair should have been on 10 minutes before he was at the weekend. Um, Johnny Hayes scored... A goal for Celtic Ibrook's always a, a feather In a Celtic player's cap uh, He comes on And he performs honestly He slotted in at full back In the Europa League And was outstanding And performed honestly So Johnny Hayes Would get a game for Celtic Europe Or domestic football So Scotty is out of order We're about to speak to Thomas in Barhead Let's hear from Derek McInnes Who believes Aberdeen played Rangers At a bad time Following that heavy defeat He says they lacked experience and they were passive throughout. But Rangers were very good. I thought they were allowed to be better. Um, enjoy the game too much for my liking. And uh, I thought really, certainly from when we lost the first goal, I thought you seen the golf and in quality at times and the, the experience in the team. We're obviously, I think it was a good time for Rangers to play us and a bad time for us to play Rangers after the amount of injuries we've got and big Andy Constein going down at the hotel this morning with gastroenteritis after the travelling the extra time the other night so so I think there was maybe a, a lethargy about our performance but it was also too much more too passive at times as well which I'd expected more from but the very young midfield out there I thought but I do feel as a team we lacked a bit of personality and sometimes you learn a lot about your team and uh, I thought we are very young out there today at times um, and we played that way Thomas is in Barhead hi Thomas Hi, good evening, gentlemen. I'm actually phoning um, just about your, your previous contributor, Derek McInnes. During the, the course of the, the years, Stephen Gerrard, Neil Lennon, various other managers in the Premier League come in for criticism at one point or another. But there is one manager who seems to be exempt from criticism and he's lauded, and I can't quite understand why, and that's Derek McInnes. He's been manager of Aberdeen at a time when at various times there has been no Rangers, no Hibs, no Hearts, no Dundee United in the, the Premiership. And basically all he's got to show for his tenure is a penalty time League Cup victory over Ross County. In that time you've had Alexander S. Cali winning the Scottish Cup, Hibs from the Championship winning the Scottish Cup. And I looked at it's not just about that performance on Saturday, it was probably the worst Aberdeen team I've ever seen. Um, well, certainly for a long, long time. And I just can't understand why this guy was touted for the Scotland job and, my God, the greed dodged a bullet when he was touted for the, the Rangers job. And it just seems to be... He seems to be exempt. And I just don't quite know what he's achieved with Aberdeen. You know, 
I think if you look back over these, particularly the earlier years, we finished. Uh, I think it was second three or four times in the bounce. So it's four times in the bounce. Then he's obviously won a cup. But again, he's no opposition for second place. Yeah, he's never going to win a league. Yeah, but what? Thomas, the thing is, he's never going to supersede Celtic. So second place is as high as he can go. It's a ceiling for them. However, I take your point on board now. But I think if you look back at the weekend there. Derek McInnes was trending and it was mostly by Aberdeen fans in terms of they're not happy what's going on up there. It's two, I think it's two wins in the last ten. Knocked out against Hearts last week in the Cup and you know and Hearts are not having a great time either. So at the current time, I think Derek McInnes is getting as hard a time off his own fans than anyone else. Yeah, I think Rangers fans tend to mock Derek McInnes every chance they get because he turned down the Rangers job. Um as if they regard that as some kind of insult. He did what he felt was best for him and uh, his own career. He is going through a bad patch of that, there is no doubt. But again, McKenna, Considine, uh, Ojo, Craig Bryson, it's a lot for a, an Aberdeen side to handle. And he was perfectly honest there. He knew that Rangers were getting Aberdeen at a good time. And Aberdeen were getting Rangers at a bad time And five goal golf between them Showed that that was mm. correct He'll be looking to try and get some of the players back Sorry Gordon yeah. He'll be looking to try and get some of the players back Sooner or later Because when you look at the midfield The young boy Dean Campbell Ferguson McClellan They are all young And he was talking about personality Digging out results And when you look at the actual res- mm. results In the last ten games Gordon They haven't been great So he needs to get some experience In the middle of the park I think you make a, a good point A good argument Thomas When you, you list off the you know the silverware because you can't argue against that. The league cup is all he's got to show for it. Wouldn't wouldn't for a second argue against that. Um, but this is this is this is now, you know, it's two days after Aberdeen have lost five 0 at Ibrox. I just wonder if if you're being a bit cute with the timing because Rangers only beat Aberdeen twice in seven meetings last season. Derek McInnes oversaw an Aberdeen side which knocked Rangers out of both cups last season and denied them silverware. So does he not deserve a bit of credit for those types of results? But it's, it's, they're always the bridesmaids, never the bride. Yeah, they do get the, you do get good results as every team does against the old firm. But I was on when Rangers were going for Derek McInnes. I remember coming on and saying that I didn't understand why. For the same reason, I didn't understand why we were going for McInnes, especially after the one that really epitomised is always the bridesmaids. Was really yes last season when yeah he was never going to take Celtic to league. But again, he didn't win anything against what was not a great Celtic team by comparison to the one that they've got just now. Thomas, Thomas. And I'm not, certainly not talking about five goals. I'm talking about his tenure. Thomas, I mean, the fact yeah. should, should you not be a little more circumspect? Because Stephen Gerrard's yet to win anything. No, yes, but Stephen Gerrard's only been tenured a year and a half. And like Neil Lennon does come in for criticism. Yeah, but Stephen Gerrard has a, Stephen Her- uh, has a budget that would leave Aberdeen well in the shade so I think you need to be a little more uh, circumspect and wait until Stephen Gerrard's won something before you start throwing stones at others there's clearly a debate to be had and and Thomas is well within his rights to bring it up Alex because the Aberdeen fans are saying the exact same or sorry some of the Aberdeen fans are saying the same thing so Thomas makes makes a lot of good points and and you you do wonder you you, you do wonder how how Derek McInnes feels about it in terms of what, what more can be achieved with Aberdeen The one thing I do know about uh, Derek Is the terrific relationship he has with Stuart Mill Yeah uh, And now that's not to say that favouritism will come into it And that Stuart Mill uh, 
might not be forced into making a decision one day, but they work closely. Stuart Mill will understand that the problems which Derek is dealing with at the moment, but he will not get forever. You're right, he will not get forever. And, uh, you know, other managers, very, very good managers at Aberdeen, have found that when the crowd turns on you, even Willie Miller, club legend, mm. he, he got the bullet as well. I think, I, again, I, sorry, Alex, just, yeah, just before we, we run out of time. Like, like I mentioned, you cannot argue with what Thomas said with regards to silverware because you know yeah. that, that that's factual. But at the same time, if you dig a little bit deeper, Aberdeen have got a good record in the last what three seasons of making it to cup finals. But once yeah. they get there, they play Celtic, who don't in the last three seasons so strong, don't yeah. lose these games. So yeah, you, know, that, you have to you have to take some of that into account, surely. Without a shadow of doubt, when you consider he's up against uh, you know Celtic with the we, we, she was talking about Rangers resources, Celtic have. And some again yeah. So when you take that Into consideration But in a one-off game You might expect him To maybe get the odd one But It's extremely difficult Against Celtic But the one thing I can assure you is Stuart Mill will not Pull the trigger uh, Anytime soon Because they've just signed A three-year contract At the tail end of last year I think you uh-huh. Him and uh, Tony Dock So they're very much Supportive of him At the moment Thomas and Barhead It's certainly a good debate Thank you for the call It's now your time To get involved in this If you fancy it Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, the first of a new week. Your chance to take on Hugh Keevens or Alex Ray and win yourself a signed ball if you've got the football knowledge. If you fancy it tonight, 01419511025 and you need to get your call in before 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here with me, Gordon Duncan, looking back on a busy old Saturday. It's not often we get all six games in the Premiership on a Saturday, but we did, and it was quite something. We had Celtic surrendering points at Easter Road, Rangers beating Aberdeen by five. Where are the rest of you, though? Motherwell fans, up to third. Can this be the season Where you not only get in the top six But maybe push even higher And of course uh, Worries continue For some of the other big clubs What about you St Mirren fans Still not doing A lot wrong But will you ever score again That's the, the question At the moment Not been too many goals To shout about recently So get your calls in 01419511025 And we'll do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football it is beat the pundit time Hugh Keevans is here Alex Ray alongside him And one of them Depending on the toss of the coin Will take on Scott and Drumchapel Hi Scott Hi how you doing? Not too bad at all Scott How are you feeling? Are you in confident Beat the pundit mood? Um, I hope so Give it a bash See how it goes <laughs> give it a bash Have you ever played before? I haven't no mm, Okay first time for everything That's fine it's A debut uh, For Scott up against One of the two veterans Alex Ray Or Hugh Keevans Heads it's Hugh Tails it's Alex and it's Tails It's Alex Against Scott from Drumchapel So I'm going to give Alex A bit of a Clyde 2 In his ear Just before this Denison v Drumchapel battle Should be a good one um, He's giving me the thumbs up Good He can't hear us anymore Scott So it's just you and I You've got 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Okay yep. Let's get stuck in Who are the only Scottish Premiership side Without a win This season? St Mung What is the nationality Of Rangers legend Brian Loudrop? Danish. Which German side play their home games at Borussia Park? Which club did Celtic sign Olivier and Cham from? Man City. Who is Motherwell's top scorer this season? Donnelly. What city will host this season's Champions League final? Lisbon. 
Who do Rangers face on Thursday? Um, young boys Okay, let's bring Alex Ray back Alex, are you with us? Yeah, I'm good to you go, are. Same set of questions to you You ready? Yes Okay, your time starts now Who are the only Scottish Premiership side without a win this season? St Johnson What nationality is Rangers legend Brian Loudrup? Danish Which German side play their home games at Borussia Park? Dortmund Which club did Celtic sign Olivier and Champ from? PSG Who is Motherwell's top scorer this season? Uh, pass Which city will host the Champions League final this season? Milan Who do Rangers face on Thursday? Young boys I thought you were going to throw another question in there Gordon Oh, I don't think we had time for that, did we? <laughs> Scott, it's your first time on Beat the Pundit. How do you think it went? I think he's beat me. Really? I, I don't know. So. I, I don't. I, 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 no, no. Let, let's, well, let's find out. You didn't seem pleased with your own performance, yeah, Alex. I'm, I'm, the only Scottish no, Premierships. <laughs> so negative, Hugh. What happened to the self belief? Uh, the only Premiership side not to have won a match is St Johnson. Scott didn't get it, Alex did. So 1 0 to Alex. Uh, the nationality of Brian Loudrup, Danish, of course. You both knew it. So Alex keeps his one point advantage, but Scott equalises straight away. Alex gets sucked in. He went for the obvious one. It was Borussia Munchen Gladbach wow. who play. Um, at the Borussia Park So Scott knew it And he equalises oh. And he then goes in front Because Olivier and Cham Was Man signed City. from Man, Man City, City yeah. And not PSG So You're That's one bad. in front Scott Motherwell's top scorer It's a midfielder I get sent Donnelly. Donnelly. Donnelly Scott knew it By the way oh. So it's 4-2 to Scott Which city hosts The Champions League final? Istanbul Mm-hmm. Don't think any of you got it right um, Rangers face young boys You both got it It doesn't matter It's a 5 for you Scott And only a 3 for Alex Ray Well, well done, done Scott. Scott Thank you very much Look at that Rocks up Blasey Not not that confident Even after hearing mm. the questions Not sure Never played before Sign ball Up to the drum yeah. He'll drop it off later Easy. Thank you very much Scott Take the lap of honour And Kinfon's drive right now See you have, you have to live there To understand where the streets are uh, Well done That was Scott in Drum Chapel Easy as that As they say And uh, your chance to have uh, To win a sign ball Potentially tomorrow night At the same time Something's been Bothering me Hugh Since, oh. the, since the start of the show um, And I'll be honest I'll, I'll share it with you See if you can help me Solve it So at the bottom of my computer screen Where I check the, the Twitter and all the rest of it It's got the time obviously Yeah Keep an eye on, on what's happening and, and when the breaks are coming and so on And it's also It's got the date As well And something's just been jumping out at me Since the start of the show 30th of September 30th of September The significance of it Is it ringing any bells for you? No Alex <laughs> Yeah it's my birthday today how old? Yeah, Bullseye. He's the big 5-0 and he kept it quiet. He's kept it quiet for weeks and months and someone pointed it out to me in the office the other day yeah. and I've been just keeping it up my sleeve because I wondered, he's just that type of guy, low-key, and I thought he might mention it at the start of the show no. and he didn't even bring it up. The big 5-0. I, I asked him, when do you turn 50? I asked him a few days ago, he said, oh, a couple of weeks. And that was it. <laughs> you chancer. <laughs> Why? Why the big secret? It wasn't a big secret at all. I was. Uh, yeah, it was. Hugh asked you when. You, lunch today. Hugh asked you when you turned fifty, and you fobbed them off. Yeah. No, listen, it's all over social media. It's, Is it? Yeah, I think uh, a few of the clubs uh, threw it out there today. 
No, I didn't see that. I was recovering today. Yeah, me too. Because yeah, I, I think that's one of the reasons <laughs> why like, I wasn't like you. I've never done a program with two mountaineers before. So Alex and I, uh, <laughs> we dis- we discussed this on Saturday for charity. We both climbed Ben Nevis yesterday, but separately it must be said. Yeah. So he, he was doing his own thing for a charity. I was doing my own thing. We didn't arrange anything, but I was on my way up, Hugh, and I, I had a in the back of my head. I thought he's an early bird. He'll have started yes. early. He'll be somewhere in front. And I just looked through the mist It was very poor visibility I could see this um, Genk jacket Yes Bobbing down the hill And I thought There's only one man in Scotland That's got a freebie Genk jacket And it ain't Alex McLeish It would have been his number two There's plenty of uh, guys With free Genk gear Believe me I know you are both doing it For the best of causes So well done to the pair of you I was actually sitting in here yesterday When your photograph came up On Twitter The two of you together So we did genuinely Just bump into each other It wasn't wasn't by chance Um, Without Trying to sound too cocky I didn't think it was as difficult as I thought it was going to be Alex yes. um, But have you got a polite way of describing how your calves are feeling this morning Because oh, mine are absolute in bother I, I've got to be honest with you I thought going up was relatively easy uh, But coming down I, I had Tourette's here um, It was brutal <laughs> My knees were in fire And uh, my calves are exploding today So um, anyway I recommend it to anyone <laughs> Could we convince you Hugh? We'll take you up next time Not in a million You've got the big birthday this year as well. I think oh. we should. I think right, I, I in, right in the middle of your fifth, Alex's fiftieth and your seventieth, get it done. Can you see me up, Ben Nevis? By the way, I've got, I've got my own big birthday this year as well. Oh. We're in we're in good good company. Twenty four, twenty one. No, I'm only kidding. Trio. <laughs> yeah, a couple of months away. Lovely. Anyway, if you're bored of hearing about birthdays, I'm sure you you probably are because I am. Uh, let's get back to the football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Um, plenty to discuss from the weekend We did kick off hearing from Neil Lennon, Stephen Gerrard, Derek McInnes, Paul Heckingbottom But again, where are you St Mirren fans? Where are you Motherwell fans? You're up to third, can you stay there? Because Aberdeen are, are having their troubles and Hearts and Hibs are having their troubles Can well, you stay there? Let us know, Motherwell I'll, fans 01419511025 I'll tell you, I'm on the panel tomorrow to pick the manager of the month And player of the month And you know, I'll, I'll be giving Stephen Robinson a shout Because... For me, the guy does an amazing job. We're talking about Derek McInnes earlier on and the financial constraints and how that impacts on his ability to do his job. What about Stephen Robinson? You yeah, know, the, the, the boys from uh, Ross County have done a great job this month as well, Hugh. Yeah. Seven points. It's uh, impressive. Let's look in some of the other games then While the calls are coming in Stephen Robinson Let's hear from him Motherwell fans This is an ideal time for you to get in touch He says he's glad they managed to win ugly Against St Johnston on Saturday He's also not too offended By the decision to send off Liam Donnelly He can see why uh, that decision was reached We ground it out you know, We've played a lot better than that I can assure you You know, I think we showed a real character today To come here Is a real tough place to come to Tommy's got his teams well drilled Well organised I think it's very hard to break down You know, We've got to be pleased with that three points You know, It's no coincidence we've been to three away games and had three wins and I, I think it shows the character of the team when they're not really on it on the ball I think our decision making could have been better our wide players could offer a, a lot more and that's that's what you get with wide players sometimes but to win not playing well I'm, I'm delighted with Penalty save was a major turning point as well Yeah huge turning point um, Mark Gillespie I thought was outstanding all day came for crosses I think another really good save as well so yeah turning point to keep us in the game but we probably should have you know, we should have won the game long before that. Devontae's had a great chance, which he showed super character to react into his miss and, and, and getting the winning goal for us. And Declan's got a great chance from a, a free kick as well. So, you know, we probably could have more goals without actually playing particularly well. Was Liam unlucky with his red card? I've seen it back. I can see why she sent him off. I can see why, and his momentum's taken him and landed on top of him. 
footballers usually can work out when they're telling lies or not because they're usually not the cleverest people in the world. And you know, I, I don't think there's any malice whatsoever from it. But I can, I can see why the decision was made. Stephen Robinson will not give a monkey's it to whether Hearts are struggling or Hibs are struggling or Aberdeen are struggling. He can focus on, on his team and they're in third at the moment, Hugh. Should should they be excited about their chances of staying there or or at least thereabouts? I, I think Mullerwell are beyond the stage now where they say at the start of the season that our first priority is survival. I mean, I can remember Alan Burrows, the chief executive, being in this studio and saying that that was still... A priority But that was some time ago I think financially though It's the, it's the sensible thing to do Really yeah, is it not a, yeah. For everyone apart from the, the big city clubs But I think they are entitled To be thinking top six uh, This season be, For one reason As I say The big clubs Hibs Hearts Aberdeen Are not doing well And Motherwell have emerged As a team you can Pretty much rely on I know they had a bad result uh, Against Ross County But Stephen Robinson has made them a reliable team. I think the thing for me, Gordon, is when he, when he says there that they didn't play well, but they're winning games. I think that's always an encouraging thing because you're actually grinding out results. Four wins, a draw, uh, out of the first mm. seven is impressive. What about the, the other decisions? Because you're for, sometimes it's you get the impression because of, of where we are in Glasgow and the focus and this show, you know that we only get the big talking points in, in Rangers or Celtic games. But I mean, Liam Donnelly was he. Harsh Is that harsh harsh to send him off Would you say I've got to be honest with you The footage I saw Gordon I wasn't sure Where he trampled on him uh, Afterwards But um, You know It's uh, It it looked to me As if he was trying To leap over the guy Whether he's caught him On the way down Whether it was intentional It might have been A bit harsh yeah And when I asked you For your howler Of the weekend You went for Devante Coles Miss you went for For Kevin Clancy's Non-award of the penalty Where does um, Not just the non-award Of the penalties Overall performance Sorry Overall performance Um, Beneath standards expected Where does the decision To Give a penalty against Motherwell rank in that It was Richard Tate or Murray Davidson It was uh, shambolic um, Tate hardly makes any If he does make any contact It was minimal And uh, for me there was no way In SF that was a penalty Gordon And uh, it was rightly saved uh, 01419511025 to have your say Of course you can also tweet uh, We are at Clyde SSB uh, Let's hear from Jerry Who's on the line Jerry's in Bothell Hi Jerry Hi guys, how are you doing? Not Good. too bad, Jerry. What's um, on your mind? I'm just wanting to uh, have a wee thing that Ojo, uh, the Rangers player, mm-hmm. the the best the best team in Scotland. Um, can you remind them uh, they're one point behind Celtic? Celtic actually beat them off a park at Ibrox. Uh, and on Saturday, I'm sorry for going on. Saturday, Celtic should get two penalties. And and just to say, how come he thinks that Rangers are the best team in Scotland when they're one point behind Celtic? And I really don't understand it. Well, the first thing Jerry it's, is, it's you just a, it's just, I think he's just a new boy in the the, the, the Scottish league here. I know, but the first thing you have to be Jerry is less thin-skinned than that. I mean, if a Rangers player a Rangers player comes out and what he was saying, in his opinion, Rangers can win the league this season. No, uh, uh, well, I mean, he plays for Rangers. He's talking up Rangers. There's only one point in it, Jerry. I, I know, but there's a lot of time to go through. Yeah, well, I, I think where Hugh's that. coming from, though, Jerry, and Hugh can correct me if I'm wrong. Whilst you might not agree, and loads of people won't agree, it's not like 
It's a St Mirren midfielder Saying it Or it's a Livingston midfielder Whilst they're one point behind Can you not at least Just understand a bit of A bit of belief Even if it is misplaced You can kind of understand yes, it surely Yes I can I can I can It's enthusiasm But he doesn't really understand The Scottish The Scottish league Come December the 29th Celtic will be Celtic will be uh, Rangers at Parkhead In well, my opinion Well it, and you're entitled to your opinion But you're going way into the future With plenty of games to be played Between now and then uh, And if a Rangers player thinks that they can win the league And the Celtic players obviously believe That they can win the league That's fine I mean if they come out and say it I, For the life of me I can't understand Why you get upset uh, I get upset because this guy keeps. They said that a couple of weeks ago as well in the papers. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. I'll just read the quotes out, Jerry, for anyone who doesn't know what you're on about. You're right. I think he'd said something along those lines um, a few weeks ago, and I think he must have been asked at the weekend if he still yeah. still thinks it. And he said, uh, "I stand by. I stand by what I said. Uh, I think Rangers are on a good run of form. We're doing really well this season. We're looking hungry. Any team that looks hungry and is getting wins, uh, it can only be positive. Of course, we have to give Celtic respect. But from my own opinion, I believe we can have a really successful season." What's wrong with that? <laughs> at all. Say it again, Jerry. I don't disagree with that. Okay, fair but enough. Rangers beat Aberdeen at the weekend, and Aberdeen are a bad team at the moment. But um, when it comes to the then the May June next year, Celtic will be the top of the league. Again, Jerry, you listen. You may well be right. I I couldn't possibly argue with you on the thirtieth of September, Alex Ray's fiftieth birthday. Um, <laughs> but. Celtic Celtic drop points to a worse team than Aberdeen at the weekend, Jerry. So does it not at least show that there's a long way to go? There is a long way to go. Um, it's, I really think this is still the start of the season. We've only been about six, seven games in it, but uh, I still think Celtic will be well, the top I, I, team. We, we were asked at the start of the season, and I took Celtic to win the title, but. To go on to the 29th of December And guarantee that you'll win that match And then to go ah, on He's not guaranteeing He didn't May. guarantee Yeah it's just Jerry's uh, opinion That's okay Jerry, Jerry has guaranteed <laughs> That Rangers will be on, uh, Second to Celtic by May Now I don't disagree You guarantee everything With your predictions However Assumptions are dangerous Complacency is fatal And I said to you This is the Underlining what I said A draw is a disaster <laughs> A defeat is a catastrophe Celtic have had the draw at the weekend And all of a sudden people are coming out and saying Well, what prize is handed out in September? You know, and, and, and they're thin-skinned Celtic drew the match They were never going to go 38 games without dropping something And Rangers will never go 38 games without dropping even more than they have done already Against Celtic So, this is just the nature of the rivalry here yeah, absolutely. I think when you look at some of the potential uh, venues, I think there'll be points dropped. You, you look at Hibs, Hearts away from home, Pataudry's difficult. Yeah, you've got the Astroturf. Command looks been a, a thorn in our size over the last couple of years for both teams. So you take all these factors, Gordon, it's going to be twists and turns throughout. And, and listen, we get this time after time when, when one of the teams drop points, they come out and go, ah, but by the end of the season, it's going to be all different. But Listen, I'm actually enjoying it. We're going neck and neck at the moment. It's enjoyable. Jerry and Bothell, thank you very much for the call. It's 01419511025. Still wondering where you St Mirren fans are because you're not conceding many goals, but you're not scoring many either. All very tight games. Uh, where's the room for improvement? Let us know. 01419511025. And we've got a full time teaser for the guys next. They're looking for seven answers tonight. 
It uh, centres around scoring goals That's all I'm going to tell you We'll get the question next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is here Alex Ray alongside him And there's still plenty of time To get your calls in On tonight's show <laughs> 01419511025 Hugh Keevans What on earth just happened? You seem the, to get the fright of your life the, and the, the headset moved In some way This was a poltergeist in here <laughs> Okay uh, Anyway yeah, Give us a call uh, Or tweet us at Clyde SSB Still lots to go from the weekend Hoping to hear from Jim Goodwin The St Mirren boss So any Saints fans out there Get in touch let us know how you're feeling at the moment uh, We'll get the full-time teaser up and running first though Now, if anyone's never heard the full-time teaser before I know most of you have, but maybe not That's when you send in the questions to us And we try and catch the pundits out So we need as many of these questions as possible Send them over to fulltime at Clyde1.com And hopefully you can hear your question on the show uh, Martin, Martin Burns sent tonight's question in We're only looking for seven players but it's quite tough You're going to have to think carefully About the time period mm. And it's got an, an English slant on it This one Most of the questions are obviously Scottish This one's got a bit of an English slant on it Can you name seven players Who scored a hat-trick In both the old First Division in England And then the English Premier League oh. So can you name the seven players That have scored a hat-trick In both the old First Division in England and the English Premier League. When so did the EPL begin? It was the 91-92 yes. season. Sheringham? Um, well, that was when the, the, the end of the old First Division in England. No. Cascarino? No. Uh, Ian Rush? No. Kenny Douglish? No. <laughs> Aldridge? No. Shearer? Yes. <sighs> Welcome to the game, Hugh. See, it's not the, it's not the quantity of... Attempts It's the quality of him Hugh Evans <laughs> Waits his moment Just picks one off Les uh, Ferdinand Nope Letizia <laughs> oh, The old fella's on fire mm. Well you're parading up and down mountains At the weekend He's studying hard And he knows his stuff Matt Letizia And Alan Shearer We'll leave it there You've only got Five more to go Seven players who scored a hat-trick In the old first division in England And the English Premier League Thank you to Martin for the question It's fulltime at Clyde1.com to send your questions in and hear them on the show. Grant is in Cumbernauld. Hi, Grant. Hi, Dan. How you doing? All right. Good, Grant. Um, I was listening to a caller earlier on, and it was regarding Derek McInnes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gist of it was basically he shouldn't have got the Rangers job because he's not achieved anything. Take your mind back to December 2001, where Dick Avocat moved upstairs at Ibrox and Alex McLeish came in from Hibs. Alex McLeish hadn't really achieved anything at Hibs. Yeah, he came in steady to the ship at Ibrooks. We're not only win a double and then a treble within the next 18 months. Um, I think I'm not Derek McInnes' biggest fan, but I think I'll, I'll reach some defence a wee bit here because I think Alec McLeish was probably in the same position um, when he took the Rangers. I, I think Alex, did Alex not win the championship with Hibs? Yeah, but again, but that's the championship and Derek McInnes has won the League Cup, so not much difference, clearly, is what Grant's saying. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, fair point. Yeah, I'm just trying like to think what Alex had done. I, 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 think, I like I, I like the alternative view, Hugh, because Grant is a Rangers fan. For the record, yeah. doesn't doesn't necessarily change anything. But this idea that you know this is now the Rangers fans' yeah. opportunity to, to have a wee dig at Derek McInnes. Grant's actually on to, yeah, to defend them, and he's been very magnanimous, and that's good. Uh, as I say, some Rangers fans want to mock Derek McInnes because he turned the job down at Ibrox, and they feel that he insulted Rangers by doing that. Uh, He's been there a while now at Pataudry and there comes a time when 
things ain't what they used to be. Uh, you know, Kenny McLean goes off to Norwich. Uh, he loses other big players. Shinny. Uh, then injury takes care of McKenna and Considine. Uh, Adam Rooney was a big loss as well, wasn't he? A lot of goals there. I, I, I'm not impressed by some of his recruitment. I, I doubt whether Curtis Main and James Wilson will provide Aberdeen with the number of goals they require. So he's going through a difficult period. He will get the full understanding of the club owner Stuart Milne. But Derek himself will know that no one is immune from the sack at mm. Matodri. If you can get rid of the man who led Aberdeen to a European trophy, uh, Willie Miller. If you can get rid of Alex Smith, uh, who won a trophy for Aberdeen. Uh, no one is sacrosanct And uh, Derek will know that He has a fight on his hands now To win round the Aberdeen supporters And to cobble together a team That can get better results Than they have been doing so far Grant Jones come back in I have so I mean I, I, I don't think I, th- I think with regard I think his recruitment has been poor And I think now that because Rangers are obviously Rangers I think when when Derek McInnes took that average on I, I think Rangers were still outside the top flight um, so then now that Rangers are back in and Rangers are getting stronger season upon season he's probably finding it tougher but I, I would have to say as well again in his defence I think I think the whole league is, get, is getting tougher as well you know what I mean a, a lot of teams tend to shut up shop now when they come up against the sort of the bigger teams your Rangers the Celtic or Aberdeens I, I don't um, think it's getting tougher I, I really don't I, I think uh, you know Celtic slipped on a banana skin at the weekend uh, but Hibs are poor Hearts are poor Aberdeen are going through a, a tricky spell uh, Kamarnock are a wee bit weaker as well yeah, I imagine uh, I, yeah, I, I, this I think, is just compared to last season I think maybe Grant's sort of overall point is that Compared to when Derek McInnes first took over at Aberdeen, Rangers weren't even there, and Hearts and Hibs have now built themselves back up. Granted, this season that doesn't look sure. like the case, but I think that was the overall. Uh, as Alex, you can when you're judging a manager, I don't know how, how many categories could you break it into. The first one's obvious results, yeah, absolutely. Silverware. Another one, recruitment follows uh-huh. close by, uh-huh. and the third one maybe uh, getting the best out of players as well yeah. and improving them. So although the recruitment. Yeah, you, you mentioned a couple of ones. Hugh mentioned them that haven't worked. Curtis Main, um, God, James God, Wilson. What about Sam Cosgrove? Gordon, his actual recruitment's been very good over the years. Over his tenure there, it's been actually very good. I think I take Hugh's point on board. When I seen Curtis Main, I didn't get a, a, a feeling as if he was going to be kind of mm. prolific for them. So uh, I think he was kind of a backup for squad, really. Uh, but he's lost some players over the years, and it's difficult to replace him. He's, he, but he has managed to do that. You know, when you get guys like Kenny McLean and. Uh, Shinny coming for, from nothing really from from Inverness and uh, even when you look back to Christie when he when you know made a big impact so you look at he, he, in general has uh, he's struggling at the moment and he's he's caught him for a bit of flack at the moment fate keeps uh, to use your wonderful Benison expression fate keeps hitting him a dull one as well uh, because they you know they, they were two one up in Hearts at Tynecastle in the Betfred Cup in the ninety second minute Hearts equalised and then won on penalties so at the moment. He, he turns one way and gets a slap in the face He turns the other and gets a slap in the face Grant, very nice of you to come on as a Rangers fan And defend Derek McInnes But uh, it's your own team who've brought this into the, the spotlight this weekend Because they dished out a 5-0 result at Ibrox What are you making of, of, of your team at the moment? Uh, I tell you, Aberdeen have gave us a lot of grief 
over the last, certainly last season and then the cup competitions and whatever, but it's always nice to give them a bit of a doing. Um, but I think I think after a couple of, a few poor league performances, um, majority of which part of the Celtic have picked up results, I think um, we tend to sort of just sort of raise their game in the Europa League, so it was nice a nice on Saturday in league action they have a, a dominating win um, but as I say as a lot of people saying oh, we've hammered Aberdeen 5-0 this that and everything else but at the end of the day come come this morning that's it it was just another it was another three points in the bag and it was all about getting it's all about focusing on Thursday night now because as I say as I said last week Thursday Sunday Thursday Sunday from now until December Games are coming thick and fast Yeah it's interesting For both Rangers and Celtic Because And for you Who has to drag yourself in On Sundays now Oh well Always a pleasure um, You know the, the the impact of European results Will eventually tell On the pair of them You know um, Who knows what will happen To Rangers in Switzerland Who knows what will happen To Celtic at home Against Cluj Who scored four times there In the Champions League qualifiers And What impact will that have On Sunday uh, Celtic would appear to have the harder of the tasks, having to go to the worst surface in the in the league at Livingston. Uh, Rangers would appear to have, for me, a rollover against the uh, Hamilton Aki. I, I can't see Hamilton put up any challenge at Ibrox. One four one nine five one one zero two five. That was the number Grant dialed. So thanks a lot for the call, Grant. We'll speak to you sometime soon. Let's hear from In fact sorry Before we do that I just noticed that In the big game down the road We don't always pay much attention To the wee league queue oh. um, But it's Man United Against Arsenal um, Scott McTominay plays For, for Manchester yeah. United There's a Scotland squad To be announced tomorrow yep. So he'll, he'll be in it I don't, Unless something Untoward happens tonight For anyone who was McTominay wondering though, though McTominay can't play Against Russia because uh, suspension, yeah, suspension. Yeah. Um, Kieran Tierney is not involved for Arsenal at all. I know there was a bit of speculation because he played in the cup last week. Would this be his league debut? But he's not. He's not on the bench, so they've decided to take a more cautious, yeah. Yeah. relaxed approach. He's, been, to he's it. been out for too long, Gordon. You know, I think one game doesn't cut it, and uh, you know you're trying to get him up to speed as soon as you can. And uh, the more games he gets at under twenty three development down there, the better for him because it will, it will fast track him. Well, it was a big night for Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, I'm sure Kieran Tierney will be at Old Trafford looking on in an interested way, but huge night for Man United. If uh, if they fail to beat Arsenal and Arsenal go into the top four by virtue of beating Man U at Old Trafford, Ollie's right up against it. Peter's in Postle Park. He's a Celtic fan. We'll speak to him in just a second. But let's hear from Jim Goodwin first. Uh, he says there are plenty of positives to take despite drawing another blank at the weekend. He says they need to be more adventurous in the final third, um, but they are getting closer to where he wants them to be. We're always happy not to lose a game, but of course, um, you know, at home in front of our own fans, we'd like to give them something to cheer about. You know, we'd like to score a goal or two along the way. There's plenty of positives to take from it. You know, defensively, the team were outstanding again. Um, my keeper has not had too many saves to make. He's made a couple of really good saves. Um, the other two, I think you would expect him to make, but. Yeah, look, plenty of positives for us to take, you know, but we do have to try and be a bit more uh, adventurous at the other end. It wasn't a game of many chances, but there was a couple of good ones in the first half, including the goal they got disallowed. I know you've had a wee look at it. It was offside, wasn't it? It was, yeah. The officials got it right. And, you know, of course, um, when it happens for you and you score the goal, you hope the officials miss it and get it wrong and it gets given. But, you know, we've not had a... 
you know, we can't fault the, the officials for that one. You know, when they get it right, we need to say they got it right, and they certainly did. But look, you know, we're not a million miles away from where we need to be. The Hearts are a decent team, so nil-nil isn't ideal. Of course, we would like some goals, but I think I've got to be a bit realistic as well about the situation and congratulate the lads when they defend like that. You know, that's three clean sheets and they're opening four league games of the season. And, you know, if we carry on in that vein, I'm confident that things will turn around at the top end of the pitch. The top and the bottom end of the pitch are the important areas, Hugh. Um, it depends if you are Jim Goodwin and you're looking for the positives, are pretty easy to find because you've only conceded six goals in nine games. Yeah. And in that time, you've played Hearts, you've played Rangers, you've played Aberdeen and Hibs. Um, if you're looking for areas of improvement, they're staring you right in the face as well because in those same nine games, you've only scored three times. And that includes even games, you know, East Kilbride and Albion Rovers, but, yeah. but they were early on. In nine games? Yeah. So you're talking about. 13 and a half hours of football Jermaine Defoe Has scored three goals In 55 minutes of football This season They can't afford a Jermaine Defoe though can they? No but I think Jim Doesn't need me to tell him If you don't score goals You don't win matches If you don't win matches Come the end of the season You'll be in bother Somewhere You might be bottom You might be playoff But if you don't score And you don't win You'll be in bother like I say Alex They clearly are yep. Structured well They, they yeah. are keeping the door shut To an extent It's just about that I guess that cutting edge Maybe that bit of quality That All the teams in the bottom half The, the ones that usually are safe Are the ones that, that Have someone who can yeah. Can do it Makes a difference Gordon If you've got someone Who can nick a goal out Or nothing A wee bit of a set piece Anything you know Like a specialist uh, as an issue for Jim He's saying there have to be More adventurous But will that be On the back of Trying to kind of be in a let off the shackles, you know, because they're obviously very well drilled. Are you going to throw more men forward to try and get that one? Because as Hugh says, if you're not scoring goals, invariably you'll start kind of going down towards the bottom of the table. Uh, Peter is in Possible Park. Let's speak to Peter. Evening, Gordon. Evening, Hugh. Evening, Hal. Hi, Peter. Hugh, could you tell me the last time Celtic beat have um, an elite match at Easter Road? Five years ago, apparently. Well, so how was that a disaster on Saturday? Uh... When we've not actually beat them in the league for uh, in five years, even now it's under the great Brendan. I don't slightly disappointed here, sure, but it wasn't a disaster. Well, at the start of the season, I coined the phrase that a draw was a disaster and a defeat was a catastrophe. I didn't specify where. I simply said mm. that a draw in a league that only concerns Celtic and Rangers, a draw is a disaster, a mm. defeat's a catastrophe. Rangers have had one catastrophe, losing to Celtic. Celtic have had one disaster, drawing with Hibs. Uh, Celtic's performance, by their own very high standards, uh, fell below par at Easter Road. And I repeat, by their own very high standards. And I've said it, Forrest, the go-to guy, wasn't the go-to guy. The £9 million that Edward wasn't able to provide. On you go, Peter. So they played James Forrest, played James Forrest in the ranked position on Saturday, or it's at Olivier and Jam. What do you make of that at the moment Peter We had a call earlier on And it seems to be the the one of the predicaments for Celtic at the moment As to what, what to do with Olivier and Champ Do you play him and if so who do you leave out what, What's your own take on it Well I'm not saying every game Gordon right But With a tough year With a Okay it's Partick Fissel right Again we don't like Scott Brown Come on it's a sub against Partick Fissel But like for this we get close Right To me if you go to play Scott Brown You could play Olivia and Chan then in the midfield alongside Callum McGregor. To me, the best three going forward just now is either 
Ryan, uh, June Forrest, Ryan Chris, and one other to fit in the left hand side. But Living Jam has been good in spells when he's come off the bench. I mean, okay, he'd have undergone against uh, Partick Thistle. Does that matter a start when your other players have been going free flowing? The one that maybe then could maybe no, sat out completely, Gordon, is maybe Callum McGregor, who's been a bit. A bit sluggish in some games lately, so maybe Calvin didn't have a bit of effort. You see, you see anything from to, to back that up what Peter says? Because I think we had tweets in making a similar point. Yeah, could Callum McGregor be the one? That, is, is he perhaps time he had a bit of a rest? I think one of the, the problems that uh, you have with that one, Gordon, is he's probably the, one of the best midfielders in, in the country. You know, mm. Brendan Rodgers trying to nick him before the the window closed. Clearly, a talented boy. So when you leave him out, obviously, and Sham could go back there, mate, need a rest, but. The only guy that can make this call is Neil Lennon uh, due to the fact is he sees him every day. He knows what he's bringing. He'll have all the data as well with the, the GPS with, with ground he's covering. So all that will be taken into consideration. Uh, but you, it might be a case of mixed now. But I think the bigger issue for me is the forward area. You know, yeah. he's already said that. You know, Peter's already said that you, you're mixing the matching guys. Forrest, you can over to the left. Christy, you can over to the right. I think it's staring mm. you in the face. I think we go with Forrest. In fairness though I take the Christie one Sorry Hugh Just to, to elaborate a bit more I take that Christie point Obviously Because you're, you're moving him But with regards to Forrest Going to the left That's something Neil Lennon has done Maybe even temporarily Within games Since he came back And Celtic yeah. have had Loads of good results In that yeah. time So is it not a bit Easy just to, to start Calling that out As a problem On the back of one uh, Gordon, One uh, poor uh, performance see, see for me See if you've got Your left hand side Assured And you've look, but Mikey Johnson was playing It was it was there They weren't really Moving across As, as such and I think if games have not been going Because if you look at Hamilton It was quite flat You look at the weekend It was quite flat And you're chopping and changing mm. To try and mix We're something We're back to fine margins Alec If Johnny Hayes doesn't shoot over the bar If Bio isn't stopped by a magnificent block By the Hibs defence Then we're not even having this conversation We're simply not having the conversation Celtic If they had got one of the two penalties They should have got and scored with it We're not having these conversations Peter's not coming on Saying that Neil Lennon's Picking the wrong team But Those are the mm. fine margins Thank you to Peter Thanks again We'll speak to you again, uh, soon Peter I'm sure What about the full time teaser uh, Martin sent tonight's question in We're looking for the seven players Who scored a hat-trick In both the old first division In England And the English Premier League So your early 90s Sort of late 80s yeah. knowledge yeah. Needs to be good here You've got Matt Letissier Alan Shearer, five to go. Les Ferdinand. No, I think Alex already said that one. Trevor Francis. Nope. Uh, Ian Wright. I, I'm. Stip- what a fantastic performance this is from Hugh Evans. This is a performance for the ages, Hugh. Yes. You've got three of the seven. Tony Cotty. Make that four of the seven. Ooh. Oh. Three to go. We'll get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray is here and Hugh Keevens alongside him. They're looking for, on the full time teaser, seven players who've scored a hat trick in both the old First Division in England and the English Premier League. So that was the sort of early 90s where it changed, 91, 92. You've got Tony Cotty, Matt Letissier, Alan Shearer and Ian Wright So you're doing pretty well, you've only got three to get Lee Sharp? No, uh, no think me What was that a boy Sharp? Was... Graham Sharp Graham Sharp No, uh, none of the Sharps Dion Dublin? <laughs> nope uh, Mark Hughes? Yes, well done, that's Lovely. a great shout Mark Hughes, only two to get Any from you Hugo? David Platt? No 
You sounded awfully like Alex there <laughs> Sorry I was just my last one for guess. Was, was Bergkamp out of that year? No no he's not well before oh. that After that I thought this question was tough um, I must admit And I, I think you need a good level of football knowledge To, to get it right um, <laughs> But my wife sent in Ian Wright Now <laughs> I, I cannot str- I can't stress to you how little she knows about football And I don't mean that disrespectful She just doesn't care It does not come across her radar at all so And for somehow that, Somehow She sent in Ian Wright On the basis that I, I have I, no idea why On the basis that I said Ian Wright Then you're putting me on a par uh, with your wife No I wouldn't, I would, I would, no, I wouldn't put you down that much um, <laughs> but, but genuinely Does not have a scooby about football Not Ian interested um, to, to hammer home the point There was one night where as a Probably a, a Mickey taking exercise Very cruel of me I said do you think you could name 10 footballers? Any era, any country, anywhere Do you think you could name 10 footballers? And it started very predictable She went, oh. Lionel Messi <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo I thought, oh, I can see where this is going I thought for a minute you were going to say Lionel Richie there Number 3 on the list So, Gen- Messi, Ronaldo Emmanuel Petit Oh Was the third show yeah. no, no idea where it came from and I, I don't even know if I want to know Bizarre So that that's the level uh, That you two are at at the moment I'm afraid I thought it was difficult right. But apparently it's not So you've got two to get I'm struggling Hugh um, North or south In terms of teams Oh come on Come on um, Five minutes here North For one of them certainly Right Mind you No <laughs> One of these guys did Most of his Good things in the north Newcastle that far north mm, Yeah maybe 1990 Do you know what You've got a bit of time anyway um, You've got two to get Let's continue our quick uh, Whistle stop tour of Important talking points From the weekend Hugh Because we always try and cram As many in on a, yeah. on a Monday As we can Talk to me about Partick Thistle and Ian McCall Yeah Just great um, For him to Come off the back Of the Celtic result 5-0 hammering And to go to uh, Inverness Traditionally a difficult place And to score three times And take all three points Is just incredible And I think he It's all about emotion now For Ian McCall He spoke so emotionally About the club Getting the red and yellow back Into Partick Thistle uh, About the great people The club had lost Like uh, David McParland And Johnny Lambie And he is going to do it For Partick Thistle I believe that by the end of the season They will be in the playoff places There you are Wow, that's a big claim Even by your standards But you never know Time will tell um, Try to think what else really Jumps out after the weekend Hamonakis What a performance what Keep a plugging away, don't they? Yeah, absolutely I think it's a massive Three points for Brian Rice I think because of the surface And the home form I think they'll be okay this year Yeah, I mean the, uh, Listen, it's a bit early to Forensically examine the league table, Hugh yeah. It's only the 30th of September yeah. So, you know, they're they're bunched up They're with Livingston and Kilmarnock and Hamilton are, All of them are on eight points Hearts are just tucked in behind on six And Ross County mm. um, and Aberdeen are only on 11 So that middle section is bound to be congested at a time like this You've not, we've only played, what, seven games But, but yeah. already, already, all those predictions As you get every year for Hamilton to go down Yeah, they, they still might But, as we've mentioned a few times If you can... Stay above a point a game You'll be absolutely fine Well you've five points uh, Taking you from Livingston Who are in 6th place Down to St Johnston in 12th You know five points So my It's regret, early isn't it It is early I know but my regret is They're all bunched up at the wrong end of the league 
uh, and it is all about Celtic and Rangers and what they do week in week out uh, in terms of the championship but the rest are in one massive survival fight Has Craig Levine's position improved any he gets the, the, the victory in the derby which is always huge for bragging rights and the three points gets through in the cup as well again you, oh. you mentioned it fine margins yeah. take it to penalties win the game then, then goes and draws at St Mirren who are hard to break down but, but, should, but should a team like Hearts be, be expecting more ultimately that that will always be the, yes. the question and it, it, simple answer to your question is yes uh, they're far too big a club Far too great a supporter base uh, And you know They've had their, their moment Of uh, delirium When they beat um, Hibs with that Aaron Hickey goal But The fans will start to pick on them again If uh, if there's not a string of results And that was a poor uh, Way to come off the, the, the Win over Hibs To have a goal that's drawn Paisley and then one of the other games that we haven't mentioned yet was Kilmarnock. Well, at home to Ross County, the penalty was. I was horrendous. just going to say you horrendous. gave you gave your howler to Devante Cole. Hugh gave his howler to Kevin Clancy. I wonder if Osman So's penalty miss was up there. It was absolutely horrendous. In terms of you're looking to try and break your duck for your new club, and I'm not even sure it would have been over the line, Gordon. It was powder <laughs> puff, as my dad would say. <laughs> but listen, Kilmarnock are three points away from Aberdeen. You know, the, 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 there are always two ways of looking at these things. Uh, they've survived all the early season stuff that followed the defeat from uh, Conan's Key Nomads uh, in the Europa League qualifiers, and they are only three points behind Aberdeen. So he has steadied the ship, and that one point at home, not too bad. Okay, let's go back to the teaser because you're still looking for another two. Uh, two players who scored hat tricks. In the old first division in England Lee and, Sharp And in uh, the, Lee, the, the English Lee, Premier League the, the lead striker Lee Chapman No um, Two to get I thought You've done really well I've actually been Fairly impressed With your efforts uh, But two to go mm. That was a good shot and all Lee Chapman no. uh, Not that good <laughs> It was for me uh, Alan Scott's gone Quinn. Alan Scott's gone Collymore or Duncan Ferguson That's not right Alan Mackey's gone Andy Cole That's not right Gabby Amato has got One of the ones you need uh, Peter Gray's got Brian Dean Ian Rush Lee Chapman All wrong Joe Diamond says Kevin Phillips Wrong Have we not have we, have before we, that. Have we, Well before that Scott Liddell's wrong as well Have we got anything Right clue time Yes This guy you mentioned the North The two clubs you need to know about Newcastle and Liverpool There can't be many guys Who've really turned it on at both He's English For Liverpool In fact Liverpool Everton and Newcastle And Man United oh, But I don't, right I don't think he played many for them Or any Nope I don't mean to be unfair He was never one of the like Sort of pin up Pretty boy footballers Steve Highway <laughs> I hope I'm not being unfair on him No Steve nope. Highway no His initials are P.B. Peter Beardsley Peter Beardsley oh. And the last one He's a Welshman Aston Villa uh, D.S. Dean Saunders Dean Saunders Thank you Hugh and Alex We are back tomorrow at 6 With Roger and Gordon And stay tuned Because Callum Gallagher Is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com